Life is made of stackable moments. Moments such as washing dishes, going to work, doing laundry. And while these moments can be perceived as mundane, we can also choose to filter them through a lens of joy and live above. My name is Katie and I'll be your host as we choose to live above the perceived mundane and train our brain to create a life of joy. Let's go. Hello, beloved. I've missed you guys so much. I had to take some time off for my own mental health and the mental health of my child. I've been going through a grief process, so it's been an experience, but I'm back and ready to love on you guys, and I've missed you so much. So the one good thing about going through uh, any type of trial or struggle is it makes you stronger. You get to go to the mind gym, right? And uh, I just want to give you some lessons that I learned when I went to the mind gym this time. So we're going to call this Be the Boss of Your Brain because that's basically another level that I learned is we're always learning how to be the boss of our brain and create a new manual in our life of what we think is possible. But I got to experience that on an even deeper level lately. So let's just jump right in, jump right in. And if we have time, we'll do the soul truth later. But so often obstacles to changing our current beliefs and thoughts come in two forms that I see with my clients anyway, and with myself. And we'll use myself as an example because I mean, fuck, we're all human, right? And so uh, the best person to learn from in my life is me because nobody annoys me more than me. <laughs> nobody really does annoy me more than me. Trust and believe. So the first one I would say that I see a lot in myself and my clients mostly, and that comes up a lot for me is it would be irresponsible for me to not think this thought, or it would be delusional for me to uh, think this thought. So, and what I mean by that, it would be irresponsible of me to not worry about this, because if I don't worry, then uh, I can't find the solution to the problem. And that's not being a good adult. That's a fallacy, by the way, that thought right there. <laughs> because feeling bad now does not prevent bad stuff from happening. It just stills now, the now moment of joy and calm. Um, it probably will create more icky in the future, because if you really believe your thoughts create, then it'll just create more icky in the future. And honestly, the most responsible and loving thing you can do for yourself is uh, think on good things. Think on, the Bible says, think on things that are lovely, good, and praiseworthy. So even that's where your creation power lies. Basically, the Bible says that, and even Neville, that when you uh, sit in, on worry, you're, it's like you, because uh, the, the, the goal, the, 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 <laughs> the, 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 the goal is to plant our roots deep in faith, right? So that we can withstand any storm so that no matter what comes up against us, we can say, no, nah, I'm getting what I want. No, nah, I believe that I'm a creator. No, nah, I'm not a reactor. I'm a creator. I'm going to create something new. 
So basically, our purpose in that is to get our roots so deep into the ground that when storms come up against us, so the storms of life, we have a deep, solid root system. And to feel bad now is basically what did Jesus call the parable to plant your roots, uh, to plant your seed on a rock where they have no way to take root and secure yourself in times of storm. So when the storm comes, it just blows your ass away because you planted your roots in a rock. You, you tried to plant your seed on a rock. <laughs> anyway, so the next thing that I see a lot, obviously, and this is the most common is I can't. Yeah, but I, you don't know my story. Yeah, but I've never been skinny or yeah, but... I've just never been good with money. Yeah, but I, I can't do that. That's not, I didn't get those opportunities growing up. I didn't have a mom like that. I didn't have a dad like that. Those are forms of I can't. So how many times do you live in that land? The land of I can't or it would be irresponsible of me not to be worried or fearful about this. It's just, I love, my favorite one is that it would be irresponsible because your brain is so crafty. I mean, it really is like, thinks it's helping you out. It's really, it is. That's amazing about the brain. It really thinks it's helping you out. But this is where we get to talk back to our brain and be like, boo, I know you think you're helping me out, but you're not. You're not. I got this. You just sit back. Let me handle this, okay? That's what we need to be telling our brain. So let me go over a few things that I see as illusions for us. And then we'll get into some technical or uh, tactical ways that we can talk back to our brain. Most of them you know. You just are going to be refreshed. Okay. So the first thing that I see is an illusion is that we have no power or control. Like I said, I can't. That might work for other people. It just doesn't work for me. I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth or whatever illusion you want to tell yourself, that you have no power or control. Beloved, you have all the power. You have all the control. Whatever happened to you in the past is an old story. You've heard that before. Well, I want to give you something fresh to think about. There's no such thing as an old thought, beloved. There is no such thing as an old thought. There's an, only the now you, right? So how is there an old thought? Everything you think is now. You can only think right now. You're listening to me right now. So the only thought you can think is now. So there's no old thoughts, right? There's only current thoughts. I know this to be true because this is how I quit smoking. I realized that I believed that I was a smoker. I'm a smoker. And so when I think I'm a smoker, I feel like smoking. And then I would go get a pack of cigarettes or pull out my pack of cigarettes and smoke. And then I would, uh, I'm sorry, I got a little phone call there. Let me put that. I forget to do the do not disturb. Anyway, I pull out my pack of cigarettes and smoke and then that confirms, gave me evidence, I'm a smoker. But no, when I decided, what if I'm not a smoker? What if 15-year-old Katie was a smoker? But this girl is no longer a smoker. What if I just thought that? So I just thought that. I don't smoke anymore. And that became my new thing because there are no old thoughts. There's only new thoughts. So I just practiced the new thought. 
I don't even crave cigarettes anymore. I've never been a smoker. I haven't smoked for over a year now. After, fuck, 20 years of smoking, you guys. 20 years. And it was just, boom. When people say that you can't change overnight, that's a lie. It only You're only one thought away. You don't know where you are in your story. You have no freaking clue. You're only one thought away, possibly, from being a new creature, a new person, a new idea of yourself, right? Anyway, so let's go on to another one. Another big one that I see a lot is it's delusional to think good thoughts all the time. It's delusional. Is it though? Like if good thoughts help you generate good feeling emotions, what's delusional in thinking and feeling good things? I mean, we've talked about this in a past episode too. If it doesn't happen, let's say you think a good thing and it doesn't happen. Well, then so what? You got to experience the joy or the chill that automatically was generated from that thought. So it did produce something good. If just thinking on it made you feel good about yourself, well, then it already worked. Because what's the upside to worry? Seriously, what is the upside to stressing yourself out about something that didn't happen? So yeah, you can believe in something. I can believe that I'm going to be a Cinderella fairy Disney princess. And that probably will bring me a lot more joy than thinking I'm going to be a shopping cart lady and I better get my save my, you know, ret- savings and retirement together. I'm going to be destitute by the time I'm 75. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Why don't we give um, equal opportunity to the positive as we do the negative? That's one in and of itself right there. Do you give equal opportunity or equal airtime to the thought the positive thoughts that you want to think as you do the negative. So if you're worried like three hours of the day, then you need to spend that same three hours thinking good things. What I like to do is if I have a worry, because I'm prone to worry, I tell my brain, this is another part of talking back. I say, uh, no, I understand that you're trying to help me out. I understand that you think you're making me a responsible adult by helping me think this, but we're going to think about that at seven. I have a designated time I set up to worry. So maybe that's a good idea for you. Set up a, a designated time to worry. That way your brain feels like it's being heard and it's like, okay, then it doesn't have to throw a tantrum and you can get back to thinking on what you want to think or doing what you need to do. How about that? Okay. So... Let's move on to some techniques and some tactical ideas that will help us create a new manual, okay? So in creating a new manual, remember our manuals, just our thoughts, just our shoulds and coulds and woulds of the world, how we think people should show up and what we think is really true. And I want us to recognize that just because we think it doesn't make it true. It's just a thought, not a fact, right? Just because we have a thought doesn't make it true. And just because it's true doesn't mean you need to keep thinking it. Why would you want to keep 
It's like when you're a little kid and or you have that cousin or that older brother who takes your hand and punches you with it and is like, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> That's what we do to ourselves with our thoughts. Like, oh, but this is so true. This is true. So I'm going to keep hitting myself in the face with it because it's true. No, we need to be questioning our thoughts, asking ourselves, is it true? Why we believe that? What committee got together? And if you don't even want to do all that shit, it doesn't even matter why you believe it now. I like to do that to get to the root of things, but not everybody's like that. The fact is you can just believe a new thing. You don't have to understand why you think the old thing. You can just say, you know what? I'm going to practice a new thought and that's okay. It can be messy and that's okay. We're just practicing, right? And I want you to notice with curiosity and fascination for your brain when it thinks. Like, look at my brain thinking this. Isn't it so cool? Like, I watched someone on YouTube the other day. They were doing a makeup tutorial and they were like, I have to put on this mascara for my top coat and then I only use this mascara on my bottom lashes. And then I go back with another top coat on my top lashes because it makes it curl. Well, isn't that fascinating how her brain thinks? I've never done that. I've never had to use, she has to use three mascaras. That's just her quirk. And I think that's awesome. Isn't it awesome and curious and fascinating how her brain works? And isn't it awesome and fascinating how mine works? Look at the little things that you do daily and look at yourself more in awe than shame and blame. I feel like we go immediately to shame and blame. If like, for example, with me resting, I've had to rest. I feel like I've been in a system reboot, I guess you would say. I've been having a lot of downtime where I've been going to bed super early. And then even after work, I've been doing a lot of resting, a super amount of meditation and things like that. And a thought could be to judge yourself on that because we live in a culture of doing and being and experiencing all the fucking shiny things. But I've had to just sit back and realize that right now my body is doing a system reboot and look at my brain thinking that I should be doing something more than what I'm doing because what I'm doing is perfect and beautiful and aligned for me. And so I should be doing this because that is what I'm doing. <laughs> but my brain would have me think, no, you need to be doing all the things. My brain turns into rabbit. I told you on Winnie the Pooh, that's what I have a propensity for. So my brain turns into rabbit. What do you know? How do you know? What are you doing? Where are you going? Why are you doing like this? You should be doing something. You should be out. You should be meeting people. Enjoy the day. And no, I look at my brain thinking all those things. Isn't that fascinating? Isn't it wonderful how my brain wants to protect me by thinking those things? So then the next one I want to talk about is repetition. Practice on repeat. To get into the promised land, we need to go through the wilderness. The wilderness is conscious thought. Egypt is the old subconscious programming. That's what I like to use the wilderness analogy from the Bible. So we are going to repeat consciously over and over and over until we land into the promised land, which is where it's dropped in subconsciously. And then we're back on autopilot like we were before, but with a new belief, with a 
uh, what neuroplasticity with a new thought track, a new thought paradigm. So to do that, we need to practice like playing an instrument, right? If we're going to practice, if we're going to, uh, let's say we're taking guitar lessons, we're not going to sit there and be like, oh, I can just hit that guitar string a couple times and I'm going to be playing Inner Sandman for Metallica. <laughs> and I say that one because that's the first one I learned how to play on guitar. No, we got to be practicing. Practice, practice, practice. That's all we're doing is practicing. And practicing is just what? Repetition. So we need to practice on repeat. Basically, over and over and over. It's like uh, cleaning a toilet, I guess you'll say. You're always going to have to do it. You're always going to have to retrain your mind in some area. So just get used to cleaning the toilet. Period. That's the way I like to look at it. There's no destination. You're not going to finally arrive and be like, oh, look at me. I'm evolved. I mean, I guess you could. There are some people who have. Jesus is one of them. But uh, I don't see too many people like that in my experience. It is possible. I'm not going to say it's not. All things are possible, right? But we're going to be doing this. This is a lifelong journey, right? Remember, we're taking a bubble test. And we're just putting in little answers and we'll find out the results in the eternities, right? <laughs> but right now we're just going to practice. We're going to practice being loving and practice being kind to ourselves and thinking on good things. And that brings me to a reminder I want to give you. I know that it can be cliche to think time is an illusion, but... Time really is an illusion and there's no rush. We are eternal. So we can be deliberate about this. We have eternity, remember, so we can just enjoy the humanness of the now and the learning and the process and the fascination of the now, the journey, right? So what I say, recognize this is just a thought. It's not true. Notice with curiosity what your brain likes to think. Practice, practice, practice like you're playing an instrument. Remember, there is no rush. And then the last one I've talked about before in this, but I'm going to bring it up again just because it culminates all this. Talk back to your brain. You can name your brain, call it Jenny from the block, call it Felicia, whatever you want to call your brain. I just call mine boothing, like, hey, nah, or girl, nah, girl, I get it. I know you're trying to help me. Thank you, though. Thank you. Because what does the mind do? The mind thinks. We're the director of the thinker. The mind, it's going to go off, and it's like a child with scissors. <laughs> it goes off in all different directions. Or we won't say with scissors. We'll just be like, it's a child. It's like, ooh, look at this. Look at that. Look at this. Look at this. Why this? Why that? Look at that. Look at that. It wants to look at all the things, categorize all the things, and it needs you to rein it in. So rein it in. Be the deliberate thinker of your thoughts and talk back to your brain. What is that? Yakety yak. Don't talk back. That's what you get to tell your brain. Yakety yak, yakety yak. Yakety yak, yakety yak. That's all your brain is going to do. And you're going to be like, don't talk back. I got this. Don't worry about what I be doing, brain. Thank you, but I got this. I know you're trying to help me, right? Anyway, let me let you go. Let me let you go. 
it's been such, I've, I've been missing you. I have been missing you. I definitely needed that time, but I've been missing you. I'm sorry if this was all over the place. These are just a few lessons that I've had to re-solidify in my life, and I'm sure I'll go through these lessons again. Like I say, we're cleaning a toilet. It's never ending. <laughs> it's never ending. We get to do it over and over again, but it's okay, right? Because there's no place I'd rather be, right? There really is. I begged for this human experience. There's no place I'd rather be than in this human body experiencing this humanness with you, getting to create and basically uh, experience human emotion. I don't know. It just touches me when I think about it too deep, so I won't. <laughs> I don't want to cry on the podcast. But anyway, beloved, have a beautiful day, whatever you define that to be. Peace out. Thank you for listening. Go to my website at www.joysyourbirthright.com to take my emotional intelligence quiz. It'll let you know if you're an emotional warrior or if you're a pawn that lets other people move them all around the chessboard of life. Anyway, have a beautiful week and create joy. Peace out.